Hey guys, Dizlife Mark here, and I want to tell you all about the official travel partner here at Shipping Company. Let our good friend Sarah at Destination to Travel help you plan your next Disney vacation. Sarah specializes in planning dream vacations for your family. She's an authorized Disney vacation planner, and she can help with every step of your magical vacation. The best thing is that her services are 100% free. Want to travel beyond Disney? Sarah has you covered there too. Want to find out more? Fill out a trip request form over at the website at Chip & Co. or email her directly at sarahsolberg at dtotravel.com. Start planning that dream vacation today. Email her at sarahsolberg at dtotravel.com. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. Welcome, foolish mortals. Greetings, program. Amigos, amigos down there. It is me up here. Howdy, folks. Please keep your hands, arms, and legs inside the train and remain seated at all times. Nice work, pal. Well, we have one of those new talking machines. Now that is something. We know what our goals are. We know what we hope to accomplish. And believe me, it's the most exciting and challenging assignment we've ever tackled. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Dis Life Podcast. Thank you for being a part of our Disney lives here on the Chip and Company Podcast Network. My name is Mark Valentine, and I am the host of Dis Life Podcast. Thank you for joining us weekly as we discuss the very best of Disney parks, resorts, dining, and beyond. Don't forget, smash that subscribe button to access more incredible audio content from the Chip & Company Podcast Network. And just a reminder, head over to chipandco.com for the latest and the most uplifting headlines from across Disney parks from around the world. If you want to support the show, buy us a cup of coffee on our Patreon portal, buymeacoffee.com forward slash Podcast. The donation helps keep the strong going... The show going strong, and we create special content for our supporters, including behind-the-scenes content and much, much more. This is how you can tell, man, that the the intro is live every single week. But let's welcome once again to the show. <laughs> let's welcome once again to the show the co-host of Disney Podcast, the birthday boy himself. Happy birthday to Greg! Welcome to the show. What are you doing with your special day today, man? Ahoy hoy Mark Valentine and Ahoy hoy Diz Life Podcast. I am doing nothing. I am going to enjoy the day away from the parks, which, you know, I actually thought about going to. But no, I'm going to sit at home and I am going to be the world's biggest bum. I love it. There's nothing yeah. wrong with that. How's your week going, my friend? My week is going really well. Um, I'll see you this weekend. I will see you this weekend. <laughs> We're going to have a good time hanging out. But um, there more, more to talk about that later, uh, but let's get into, so on today's podcast, man, we're going to get positive on some of the most maligned rides, restaurants, and resorts. So that's right. You and I are going to find the silver lining and we're going to change our personal paradigms when it comes to the Disney topics that we have taken issue with in the past. So hold on tight, ladies and gentlemen, does, there, does snarky Greg not get to come out? Snarky Greg gets to come out, but listen, the people that listen today, they're in for some toxic positivity in today's podcast. But, Greg, before we do that, you know what it's time for. Diz Life First Takes. And now it's time for Diz Life First Takes. First Takes. These are the headlines that are going to get you talking this week. First Takes. We here at Diz Life Podcast are giving you the first word on Disney news and parks headlines. First Takes. So here's what's firing off this week over at Chip and Company. First Takes. <laughs> All right, let's get into the headlines for the week. These are what we think that you guys are going to be clicking on this week. Uh, we were 0 for 3 last week. We we whiffed. We did not. We didn't click on anything that you guys are clicking on, but that's okay. You know what? We're going to still give you what we think you guys are going to be talking about every single week. Uh, Greg, it looks like Rebel First Wilson. Takes. Rebel Wilson was banned from Disney over a selfie, uh, which is really awkward because Rebel Wilson 
uh, is coming off of an amazing engagement announcement that took place at Disneyland California only like two weeks ago with the help of cast members like Josh DeMauro and the president of Walt Disney Parks and Experiences. Uh, Rebel Wilson found herself in a bit of controversy, but being a celebrity, man, it didn't really matter much for her. Uh, she seemed to have gotten in a little bit of trouble while at the happiest place on earth. She revealed to uh, the daily show that she got banned from Anaheim for 30 days because she took a photo in a secret bathroom. And apparently that's a huge no, no at Disneyland. So they called her up and said, rebel, what 30 days do you want to not come into Disneyland because you'll be filming a movie or something? She explained, uh, this is the pitch perfect star who told them June would be ideal. That's how you know you're a celebrity. Uh, who was serving as the guest host on the satirical news program, the Daily uh, the Daily Pro, the Daily Show? Uh, Disneyland has like. Are you okay? I am. I'm goofy okay. tonight. Disneyland has met gala rules where they're like, no photos here, but then you break it, and they're like, look, we have to punish you, but look at your Google calendar. Did they just become Arnold Schwartz. Yeah. What What month works for you? So. Wow. Dude, uh, double standard. Does this make you mad or is this just like, yeah, whatever. Who cares? You know, the only thing that I would be snarky about is you just shouldn't be taking a picture in any bathroom. No. <laughs> Disney. It doesn't matter if it's a quote unquote secret bathroom or not. Look, even for Instagram, a, I guess. I mean, no, if it's empty, go redhead. Now, obviously, Disney mm -hmm. has a special club that is for uh, people who happen to have a little bit of money um and yeah they have rules and their rules are to keep it secret like you got the special knock you got the special door uh, uh, yeah you got I the mean, special look, commode i i guarantee you there would be anybody who broke the rule of disney would have been like hey listen you are not scheduled to come back here on vacation for another six months you want to serve this next week or the following month so, yeah, good for her. Look, at the same time, she was just gifted. Here's my only issue. She was just gifted this amazing proposal in front of uh, Sleeping Beauty Castle that obviously Josh Tomorrow and the whole PR team had set up. Yeah. Um, yeah, you don't immediately turn around and, and take that photo in the secret bathroom. Yeah, she poked the bear or the mouse in this case. And you just don't Never do poke the mouse. Never poke the mouse. So, all right, man, moving on. Uh, Disney is building a, a new rideshare loop in Epcot. This is coming to us courtesy from this amazing writer at Chip and Co. A guy named Greg Gately, also the birthday boy. Uh, but Greg, you reported that Disney is building Poked a new the mouse was the band name I was in in the sixties. That's a good band name. That's yeah. actually a really good band name. So I'm uh, I'm learning to take guitar. Maybe we should make our band called Poke the Mouse. You could be our audio engineer. How's that sound? You could wow. come out of retirement. Not even singer, not even banjo player, not even the guy who are you taking banjo in the background. Like I'm not even whoa, whoa, a Danny Partridge. Whoa, 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 I am the. Hey, would you like to just be the sound guy? You can't be on stage. You're not good no, enough. No, you that. can. Uh, are you gonna? Are you going to commit yourself? Are you a banjo player? Are you a banjoist? No. No. Okay. I'm well then. Okay. Well then. First, you need to start taking out the banjo. And then you could be like the banjoist for the band. It'll be like Bella Fleck in the Fleck Tones. I know. Uh, and you, Future Man. Could I be Future Man? Yeah. You understood that reference. How did I not understand? And look, not only that, but I threw it back at you. Hey, Greg, we're in a tangent. Let's let's get oh. back on track. All right. So, anyway, go ahead. Yeah. Disney is building a new rideshare loop in Epcot parking lot. So recently, Disney renamed all of the parking lots in the Epcot area. We know this. They revamped the spaces and the sections. They fixed the disability parking areas. And they're also doing construction near the cast member parking area. So Disney has added more construction to that parking area. And it looks like Disney is adding a ride share loop for guests to pick up and drop off the section. If you are now familiar with the new, the new names of the places, it's next to the Hey, Hey parking lot, which is next to the bus loop. Uh, the pickup and drop off ride share area will make it easier for people to park in the handicapped spaces in the Hey, Hey section. But it's also going to add a little bit of a walk for those taking an Uber or a Lyft. There's been no news as to how this is going to affect the minivan service, which drops people off at the bus loop now. But it would be my guess that they're probably moving rideshare further away to promote their minivan service, which is going to get you closer to the gate. Greg, how does that little patch of earth look right now in the development of a new rideshare drop-off area? It was just a piece of grass that was unneeded. And they're doing so much construction about uh, around Epcot now. 
does it matter if there's more construction? The only thing is there's no green walls up, Mark. So you can just walk right over there. I want my green walls. Yeah. I want my green go away wall that tells me that there's more construction going on at Epcot. This will be done really, really quickly. They, they, I've watched them in the past month, how quickly they're moving. This is going to be a big nothing, but yeah. it's great to see that they're adding a special ride share drop-off. Look, even at uh, Magic Kingdom, they have that one area where you can do ride share drop-off. The only difference is, as you put it, in the mini, when you're taking the minivans, it drops you off at the front of the park where the bus loops are. So it makes it special for that price that you're paying for that minivan service. Mark, are you a Lyft, Uber, or minivan service person when you were down here? So I am a Uber fan when I am down there. Lyft, I don't know what it is about Lyft. Sometimes the pickup times are just so wholly unreliable. And I find Lyft to be more expensive overall when compared with uh with uber now the cars with lyft are a little bit better regulated you know what you're getting they are higher end lyft has some very strict and stringent qualifications but i don't care man i just want to get it from point a to point a point does B your cheaply. ubering uh bring con- confetti cannons with them so i have fun fact i have the best uber that picks me up now from the airport and for those people who don't know, Greg and Holly pick us up now. We used to take a Uber or a Lyft. We are now eternally grateful for whenever the two of you can come and get us. But as an added bonus, they fire off confetti cannons every single time we arrive at Orlando International Airport. And it is the funnest thing to get in the Uber and just get bombarded with a confetti cannon. However, Holly, go back to whatever the first brand was because the last confetti cannon was a goddamn firework that you fired off in that car. And I lost, I lost hearing. There was a good one minute of stunned silence. And (laughs) from you and me is is landing (laughs) on the ground and we're just staring at it just in total disbelief at how loud that was. (laughs) Was your tinnitus like, was it triggered by that? So triggered. I had ear ringing for like at least a day and a half after that. So it was loud. We've learned. We, we have. All right. Last thing for Dis uh, Life's first takes. Uh, we did get an official look at Sebastian the Crab in the upcoming Disney's live action mermaid. I think this is going to actually have a lot of people sounding off. Um, but a lot of people, many have been waiting for a long time to see what the other characters from the forthcoming live action remake will look like when Disney finally drops uh, their teaser trailer. We now get a closer look at the few characters, including Prince Eric and Ursula. Now it's being reported that the new image of Sebastian the Crab is making its way around the internet. Uh, Disney fans eagerly anticipating the Little Mermaid's live action can get a glimpse of one of the movie's most beloved characters. The image from a tie-in book for the movie offers the first look at Sebastian the Crab, who is also voiced by my boy David Diggs from Hamilton. Uh, The design for Sebastian is... True to life with Disney using a technique similar to one that we've already seen in like the Lion King fans can see every single detail of the crab from its shell to its claw and its eyes. It is a realistic depiction of Sebastian. And the reason I think it's going to be popular, it is being heavily criticized by the fans of the animated Little Mermaid movie who fell in love with the character's personality and cartoonish looks. There is nothing cartoonish about this Sebastian. It is a very literal crab Greg, your thoughts on the shelled wonder, Sebastian. Oh, SpongeBob, welcome to <laughs> the Crab Shack. SpongeBob. It is beautiful. It looks just like me, Mr. Krabs. It really does look like Mr. Krabs from SpongeBob. That is spot on. Thought, like, it just, it's oh, man. not great. Uh, it's, it's not creepy. great. And it's it creepy lives under the sea with somebody who lives in a pineapple. It's creepy, man. I'm not it's a creepy. I'm not a fan of it. And I am I, I again I'm I hope it's wrong. I really <sighs> hope that this is wrong. But it's from a kid's book, Look, and dude, this, this is the tie-in stuff. And uh, this is this is not a little mermaid thing. This is I I Disney <laughs> not a little mermaid thing. This at is all. a this is a live action remake thing coming from me. They're just, they're not great. None of them are great. I think the only live action movie that I've ever truly liked because it was just a total reimagining and not even the sequel, 
but the first Maleficent was the only movie that I think I truly, really loved. I did like um, Cruella, but again, it was just so different from the original 101 Dalmatians, and it was more of an origin story that you couldn't treat it like it was a live-action remake, and it was just so different from anything else that Disney had done. But Disney has to stop with the live-action remakes. They're so they're bad. They're so or bad. It, I, it, just to jump off that a little bit, I don't mind live action remakes, but I don't need everything to look realistic. Like, I'm sorry, but Mr. Krabs can float around uh, using his little front claws as propellers. Dude. And I want to laugh at that. I don't need a real life crab talking to me. That'll freak me out. I'm not. Listen, I'm not a fan. All right. Well, the irony of that is you and I just got a little toxic <laughs> about the live action remakes. And we're moving in the wrong direction, man. Mark's main attraction for this week, we're supposed to be toxically positive, right? Because we've been known, Greg, to skew negative about certain rides or restaurants from time to time. We've let our displeasure be known in a hot take or two. So you came up with this fantastic idea to me this morning and you said, hey, man, let's flip the script where both you and I take turns being positive, positive, positive about the experiences you i do i think about you day and night it's only right to think about the girl you love and hold see i was gonna so happy together i was gonna go legally blonde the musical with yeah i was gonna go think positive from from that but you know what okay i went the turtles here's the truth (laughs) here's here's the truth (laughs) And this is the honest to God truth before we get into this, because this is going to be a little tongue in cheek with some stuff, even though we don't like everything, we like everything because we love Disney and that emotion is genuine. Not every ride is for you or me. Not every hotel is our favorite. Not every restaurant suits our palates, but regardless, we absolutely love Disney. So today you have created a list of five things that I have to love about the places that frankly I don't love. And then I will do the same for you. You're going to get to go first. You, we know each other well enough. We've been doing this long enough that we came up with this list on our own accord. You have five items that I have kind of spouted off on in the past. I have prepared five items that you have expressed. You don't like in the past. And then here's, here's the task, right? Here's the game. You have to get positive about it. And then the other person has to give their stamp of approval. It's either going to be, yes, you convinced me or no. And and then you lose a point, but don't try to do it just to like game the other person. If I've really convinced you and put that silver lining out good enough, then you say, yep, you've passed. Like basically you have been toxically positive enough to convince me that you like this thing. Okay, so you got to wow. make it as real. Wow. Yeah, you, gotta- <laughs> you just changed the the goalpost on me. Now I have to kick a few oh, yeah. goals to have an extra point. Oh no! Yeah, man. All right. Well, now I've learned something. All right. All right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you first. You get to go first. You convince me that you love this thing that you really don't love, <laughs> and then if you can convince me, I'll give you I'll give you the point. If I think that you're full of the the bullshit, then I'm gonna tell you I I don't buy it. And no, (laughs) back to the drawing board you go. All right. So I'm going to start off with this one. This is a crazy one. This is a true hot take. Greg, convince me that Remy's Ratatouille adventure is amazing. And it's just a great addition to the Epcot World Showcase. Oh, I thought you were going down the list. Oh, no. Remy's Ratatouille in Epcot. What can I say, Mark, other than what, what a fantastic 3d ride that has no track uh with and a, a great queue i mean listen you get to go through and see gusto uh you get to go on either emil or remy on the ride look who doesn't want to ride on a big mouse we just talked about poking the mouse now you can ride the mouse mark not only are you poking it but you're riding it yeah, okay, in seriousness, this is actually quite a fun ride. You, when you get on, there's so many little hidden details that a lot of people don't recognize. When you're going through the under the cart area, 
It really does look like under the car. I looked up the other day and looked at the roof and a lot of the theming around this, and it really does mimic exactly what a cart looks like, even down to the weld points. I want to give credit to Disney for that. The trackless system actually is really well done. Um, yes, it was brought in from uh, another country where it was an attraction already, so it's not an original ride. Uh, no, it was not an original thought. Uh, did France really need an upgrade like this? Not really. Really? Um, I mean, it, did you really need to make this 3D when you already had Mickey, uh, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway? Not really. But look, they did it. And Disney sometimes just does stuff because they want to do stuff. And who doesn't like Remy from the hit Pixar film by the same name of Ratatouille? Who doesn't love getting hit with mop water in the face? And then I, shot with a cork full of champagne, like at the end, like that to me is the, the best part of the ride is it's like, Hey, what do you want? Do you want some dirty mop water? Here you go. I like it. Listen, you convinced me. I'll give you the point. You convinced me. And because I'm not also, and I'm going to be honest, I also give you the point. I'm not totally convinced that you hate Remy's Ratatouille adventure. I just think you can't do it too much because I think you get sick from the 3d technology. See, you would think that, but I can sit for many hours watching Avatar uh, <laughs> in 3D. Yeah, you know what, Mark? Yes, I, I, it hurts my eyes. I can't do it. So once a month, and I'm good. And I'm good. And I'm, and good. I'm good. So that brings me up to asking you, Mark, okay. since you just decided to throw that out there. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, we know of your love and affection for Italian food. <laughs> Especially at you Disney son World. Son of a gun, I know where you're going. <laughs> so, Mark, I would like you to convince me how much and how good Tony's Town Square <laughs> dining uh, really you, is. You suck. All right. So listen, here's here is the truth. This is this is bona fide truth about Tony's Town Square restaurant. Lady and the Tramp does not get enough representation in the parks period. So it's nice that they have their little nook and they have their little zone. I do wish they would lean into lady and the tramp even more, like just make it super campy, like have a dude come out playing the mandolin singing. This is the night. It's a beautiful night. And they call it. Bella Notte. Like lean into it, man. Just give me the whole thing. I want to have couples, sucking spaghetti and then like kissing in the middle. Like I, I want all that with, with this restaurant. So I like the fact that we're getting a little lady in the tramp. I wish it was even heavily themed to look like the movie lady in the tramp, like a back alley table. But you know what? What the, the fact that we get lady in the tramp at all is really good. Here's what I love about Tony's town square restaurant is you don't have to commit to overeating there. And there's enough of a there, no, you don't, because there is enough of a variety that you can usually share meals, and that's what our family will do. So we'll like order a pizza, and we'll order like the calamari, and we won't overeat. And it's a great table service restaurant that you don't have to gouge yourself out, in, gouge yourself at in order to feel satisfied or satiated with what you've eaten. We'll order like one of the pizzas and like maybe an appetizer. We might order like the like caprese salad and it's good. It's, it's solid. And, and this is me being truthful and honest. Is it the greatest Italian food? No, but it's akin to what you would get at an olive garden and it's an olive garden with the magic of Disney. So to that end, it is really great and it's convenient because it gets a bad reputation with guests. You can usually get a, a late reservation at Tony's town square when everything else is booked Usually this is one of the last restaurants to fill up. So if you want to sit down and catch some air conditioning, get a, get rest, get off of your feet. Tony's is a really great experience to that end. Is it the best Italian restaurant at Disney? No, Tutto Italia gets that distinction, but it truly isn't as bad as people make it out to be. And even me, the consummate Italian food snob, I can eat there from time to time because I know what I'm going to get there is going to make me happy. And then I'm going to be back on my merry way on rides and walking down Main Street USA. 
I got to give you the point on that, especially for the comment of it's basically Olive Garden except in Disney. <laughs> but here, your family. <laughs> right. <laughs> I so, do. Yeah. I do. True. I do truly eat there. I really do eat there. Um, do I like eating there? No, but I have done it. And I continue to do it. So, you know, if I want to miss the next day at the park with gastrointestinal problems, I eat at Tony's Town Square <laughs> restaurant in Disney's Magic Kingdom. All right. Well, listen, keep that thought. Keep that thought because you're up on the restaurant front. Convince me that Coral Reef Restaurant is an enjoyable dining experience, just like I just had to do with Tony's Town Square restaurant because I'm here. I'm going to give you like, here's one bad restaurant. Here, I will return the favor and give you another. <laughs> Tell me that Coral Reef is good, man. Mark, <laughs> have you ever wanted to eat with sharks? Or more than 2,000 amazing sea creatures who call it home? Only at Coral Reef Restaurant can you do this and feel like you are under the sea, almost like you were Nemo or, say, the Little Mermaid. Um, the only problem is you are eating their friends. You are. And I was just going to say, it's like cannibalism. Uh, you, 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 you certainly are. Um, uh, so I really do like the vibe of the restaurant. I think the restaurant itself is actually really a beautiful sit-down spot. The issue I have comes with uh, um, some of the food is not on par with what else Disney can do. We know Disney can pull out some amazing stops. And I have a feeling Coral Reef Restaurant will become one of those stops in the future while Disney is redesigning a lot of the menus. Uh, the, the the lobster bisque is quite good. It's good. Uh, it's, good. It's, it's quite good. The problem comes with other main entrees, and you're spending a lot of money for a Cajun chicken and pasta or or the seared mahi-mahi or the 10-ounce slow-roasted prime rib at $36. Maybe may a little – you have to be a little budget conscious when you are eating here. Share a dish if you, if you don't can't afford it. But listen, you are paying for the view. I have sat in that restaurant. I've actually sat above the restaurant. There is a private bar mm -hmm. uh, and, and meeting spot, which happens to be my one of my top two favorite places in Walt Disney World. It is so beautiful. It is so well-themed. You are overlooking uh, Nemo going through the, 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 the tank. But there is, if you can just sit there and enjoy what you have found and what you like, yeah. sitting there with the aquarium and all these sea creatures, and you and I both have had daughters who probably sat there and just were aghast and agaw, mesmerized by all mesmerized. the sea creatures. Mesmerized. Just, it's amazing. Yeah. Dude, you're eating in a giant, yeah, you're eating in a giant fish tank, man. It's To that end, it's cool. Here's the thing. They've changed the menu at this place so many times because it's, it's getting panned. It's getting panned more than a, you know, a fish, a seafood dish is, but they've changed. Oh, uh, see what you did. Yeah, that was you, funny. You like that? that was but a good one. Thank they've, you. They've yeah. changed up this menu so many times and they're likely going to continue to do it until they find, you know, magic with it. But no matter how bad the menu is there, people are still going to eat there because it's the giant fish tank. It's the ambiance. It's like, Space 220 was all of the rage, right? And then people were like, is the food, like, as good as I expected? No, but, like, it's just a cool concept. It's going to do well on concept alone. You know what, man? Again, you convinced me. I believed every word that you just said. And I feel like you're going to get a reservation there for, like, next week for all of us. I would like no. to move on. Yeah. So, Mark, we are going to go over to a ride since uh, we went. Bing, I'm going to go back to a ride for you. Okay. I need you. And since we are at Epcot, one of the greatest rides <laughs> in oh. Epcot that does not make anybody sick or die. Um, we're going with Mission Space, Mark, <laughs> since you love this ride God, oh immensely. You just, I've heard you sit there and be like, Greg, can we go on Mission Space yet? Oh, and I'm like, no, Mark, I don't want to go on it. I don't like it. So as a person who loves claustrophobia, I can tell you just how much I love Mission Space. Orange or green, it really doesn't matter. Just put me in a, in a coffin that spins 
and <laughs> generates G-forces on my body. And you know what? I'm there for it. Like, why would you want to feel good after getting off of a ride? And, and as a matter of fact, I want to feel sick and nauseous for the remainder of my park day because of a singular ride experience that has kind of like made me feel queasy. Like, why would I want to keep down all that delicious food from the World Showcase that I just had from whatever festival I was at? It's a great way for you to purge if you've got any kind of like, you know, desire to just churn your stomach over. That is going to do the trick. You know, go on Mission Space Orange Mission and you're going to exit the contents of your stomach. It is just a very creative solution to wanting to purge yourself and make room for more food later on in the day. Um, Mark, Mark, oh, wait, am I, I just, failing? Am I failing right now? I think Mark, I'm failing. I think I think uh, I think you failed this one a little I bit, did. my friend. Would you like to try and redeem yourself? No, nope, you you're good. You're nope, good. I'm good. All right, so we're going to uh, two to one. Meh. All right, Mark. I sorry. I, I have I, to say the green side is wonderful can i it's tell not you even wonderful because if even if you go on no, the green side listen. what an ass ride this is like Greg, no one likes mission space Greg, i hate mission <laughs> space i hate that ride and i don't care. take the point i don't even care man that ride <laughs> i don't even care <laughs> I don't even care, wow, dude. Mark, Mark, settle down. You cannot use that language on Diz Life Podcast. Even you know this. What? I can't say that? No, okay. no, you really can't. That one right. especially? It's no. two to one. It's two to one. I don't care. I'm <laughs> Listen, there, there's a line. There is a line that was drawn, and that line was mission space. I can't. Mm. I cannot do it. Wow. Wow. All right, so you're up number three. Uh, I know how much you love staying on Disney property. Um, even as a local, you love being able to stay inside of Dis Disney bubble. Oh, and I'm sure that you man. love to stay at any and or all of the all-star resorts, Greg. You talk about how much you love those resorts constantly when you drop us off to them. Convince me that you love the all-star resorts. Mark, do you love Motel 6? Everybody needs, you know what? Everybody needs a light left on for them somewhere. Thanks to Tom Bodet and his motel sixes. Um, does anybody get that joke or am I way too? No, no, no. I understood that reference. I, <laughs> I got it. Thank you. I'm, I'm glad somebody did. I, it, <laughs> is this your line? Is this your line? No, no, this is, I'm good. I actually, I can defend all stars because you're if failing you are coming to Disney currently and failing. You want to be in the bubble. Yes. But you are budget con budget conscience, or yeah. you just are not going to be at the parks at all. Have I got a <laughs> bed for you? Don't. And it is only in the loudest rooms on Disney property, Ooh, with right. a pool that is full of a bunch of wonderful kids, probably playing tag, jumping over you. A lot of kind of. A lot, lot of code, lot, lot, lot of code Browns in those pools, man. A lot of code Browns. But listen, put that aside. Disney does an amazing job cleaning their pools. Uh, but no, where else are you going to stay where there is giant bowling pins outside your door that you can I like walk Pop Century. How dare you? I, I'm, dare you? I, listen, I'm not saying it, it, it is very much for the budget conscious people. It's for people who are not going to spend time in the parks. If you're going to hardcore park, Mark, and I know you do, you yeah. will go from the, you will go from early before sunup until well after sundown in the park nonstop. You're not spending a lot of time in your room. You're showering, you're getting ready to go. You crash, you're back up ready the next day and you go you go out to grab a bite to eat and normally they will have something for you to eat yeah. i don't know how nutritious it is but they'll it'll have they are, there's a mickey waffle there there's food. everybody loves mickey waffles yeah. there's bars many 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 bars are at <laughs> these all-star places along with your neighbors will probably be having a large party that you could probably grab another drink from uh, a lot of stuff will be left laying on the sidewalk for you to pick up the next morning and and take home who knows do you need a used mickey balloon there's one sitting on the railing just for you for your kids mark 
no, all star. They're they're they they are what they are. They are made. They were value resorts. The only thing is Disney needs to keep them as value resorts because they even they are starting to get a little too expensive. Dude, you went you went full on George Gaines from <laughs> from the police academy movies for a hot minute. Many, many, many things. Many things. Many, many, many things and nothing popped into my head. Yeah, there are many, many things I love about the All-Star Resorts, except I am not really convincing Mark that I believe in any of them. Uh, no, you're not getting the point for that one. I'm sorry. Here's the thing. I love legitimately... I, I like the the value resorts. I think that for the the park goer, who it's just a room, it's a clean room. They're bright. They're they're all renovated. It serves its purpose. When the price point of those rooms, though, for like the the holidays, go over like three hundred or four hundred hours, like that's when I'm like, okay, this is like absolutely hey, ridiculous. Hey, Mark, I'm just I I know you love staying at them. I do. do. You love hearing your neighbors go at it at two in the morning. Because that's what you will hear, whether going at it uh, in a, in a, Dude, in I just, a domestic I go, disturbance or I just, going at it in a, in a carnal, desired way. <laughs> banging, banging on the walls. <laughs> All right. Mo- I, I have to move on from this. I can't, I can't go into this. All right. What do you, uh, what do you got All for right, me? Mark, here is what I'm going to do for you. I know you love this ride. And it is such a great ride over in the Magic Kingdom. Okay. The sights, the sounds, the smell of Tomorrowland Speedway. <laughs> Convince me <laughs> what I already know. All right. That this is the greatest ride. All right. I, I drew a hard line on Mission Space, so I feel like I have to do a better job with, with this time around. So the Tomorrowland Speedway is really not reminiscent of anything that is futuristic anymore. While automobiles were revolutionary, in the time period that like the, that these rides were developed and the automobile was still very much changing the face of the American landscape. There's nothing very futuristic about the automobile anymore. And it shows the smell is kind of obnoxious over in that area of the park. But here's the reason that the Tomorrowland Speedway needs to continue in some form in order to be a part of Tomorrowland. There have been generations of families that have made memories on that ride. Dads and sons riding in the car for the first time. It's one of my like consummate memories of the park is my dad letting me drive for the first time. And you felt like an adult. It was like instant nostalgia that the next time that you bring your kid there, like to give your kid the steering wheel and let them like smash your spine left and right. And I get it. Like it's, it's not pleasurable, but it's a memory nonetheless because you remember you were first ride on the Tomorrowland Speedway and your kid is going to do the same and your hope that your grandkids will get that same benefit when your children take them back. This It's a rite of passage and it is a ride that is just as important to both Disneyland with Autotopia and Disney World with the Tomorrowland Speedway because in many ways, man, it's it's an original attraction that it wasn't always on rails. They were like bumper cars and they were go-karts. But this is like an opening day attraction. And there's something that's so magical about this type of ride that without it, I do think you lose a little something of the soul of Disney. For however I feel about it, I think that these these cars need to stay. Yeah, give them electric vehicles, get rid of some of the gas smell. But just because they need a new vehicle or a new propulsion method doesn't mean that you got to get rid of the ride entirely. And dude, you've even said this. There's just something so fun about the Christmas overlay when all of the Christmas lights are up, driving with your friend, making memories, driving by Tron, screaming obscenities at the ride because it's not open. You make so many memories on this ride, and it doesn't just have to be with your kids. It can be with your best friend and podcast partner, but you remember the experiences that you have on the Tomorrowland Speedway, and for that reason, man... It really, truly is. I can't believe I'm going to say this because I mean it. It's a great ride to that end. It's it's a memory maker and it's something that needs to stay. Do I wish it got you? a little bit of a renovation? Sure, but don't get rid of it. It needs to stay. It's an original attraction. You have convinced me, Mark, that you actually like I believe that. that. I believe it. I can feel that in your soul stirring there. And <laughs> yes, it's such a fun, or like just you can't go into Tomorrowland without that 
overwhelming, beautiful smell. I listen. Oh, tomorrow. Just change the. I happen to like it. Like I I know you love it. People. I know loves it. And you know how, what really convinced me bringing up the, the holiday overlay. I have argued for this many times against you for it. So thank you for bringing that back up because we had a, we had a great ride. You and me had a, we were crying, laughing. We had such a good memory taping two grown men driving on the Tomorrowland speedway as one yells obscenities at Tron because it wasn't open. Where's that beep button? <laughs> Tron. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, listen, let's talk about you and your baby maker and the fact that this ride absolutely wrecks it every single time. Convince me. Convince me that Space Mountain is a good ride. And you're, you're more than welcome to bring in the fact that Disneyland's version is amazing. If you want to, I mean, I'm just, I'm just saying you might get extra points, brownie points with me, but convince me that you love Space Mountain. Look, everybody who has ever ridden a roller coaster, I would say of all those people, 90% as children rode Space Mountain as their first roller coaster. Most kids use that as like a litmus test. And if I can do this, I can do anything. And I'm going to convince my parents that I'm a grown kid and I'm going on Space Mountain. I remember hyping myself up the same way as a as 10-year-old Greg out there in the world, just hoping and dreaming that I will blast off into outer space along with these astronauts because I wanted to be an astronaut, Mark. I wanted to go off into space. And then I found out I would be riding these rails back down. Now as a child and your first roller coaster, nothing beats Space Mountain. And yes, Disneyland's side-by-side carts, instead of having three, six people Yeah, like the bobsled. Like a bobsled, cool runnings is, is, is which I do love John Candy and cool runnings. Uh, I'm not into sledding down a space mountain when I can't see. Going into the Disneyland version, yes, the Disneyland version is very smooth. It's very the track does not need an overlay. You don't need to fix the track on it. The ride is very simplistic. There's some really cool uh, scenes in it, especially going through the rotating tunnel. Here at Disney World, we have two guys upside down as you go up the lift, and then a sound. Who doesn't want the <laughs> sound as you're going around and around? That was amazing, dude. Circle. That was amazing. You're going to get the point. Listen, you're getting the point just based on the fact that you you recreated the corkscrew sound. That's it. You convinced me right then and there. Thank you. I am good. I stand my ground on that one, Mark. I am good with Space Mountain because no one wants to talk about that second drop where as a grown man, you have um, um, a vasectomy <laughs> you during go. the ride and need peas. You make the Mel Brooks. Frozen. Yeah, you make the Mel Brooks. Hui noise when you go. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, look, Space Mountain uh, again. It's a nostalgia thing. You yes. just talked about it. The this Tomorrowland is is nostalgia until now. Until we get this brand new beautiful roller coaster that is going to stand the test of time, just like Space Mountain. Yeah. Tron? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which the way? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Right. Somebody, somebody found a Move new button. Yes. Somebody, can you tell someone found a new button on their soundboard? <laughs> All right, man. Uh, what do you got for me? I get to, I have two All right, more. Mark, you listen, are, you have two left. Okay. And I'm saving the dirty, smelly one for last. Okay. I mean, the wonderful one for last. So I'm going to go with a ride. That, how do I put this? You have been bullied on oh my many times. <laughs> Tell me why I should ever want to go into Monsters, Inc. lab floor ever again, Mark. All right. So aside, just in a, as an aside, I am notoriously not a man for the laugh floor. And I've come out in multiple podcasts now saying that I generally skip the Monsters, Inc. laugh floor. And you and I have personally tried to change that now 
several times, not like once, several times, there's a trick to being that guy and it's geography. There is, there is a certain seat in the Monsters, Inc. Laugh Floor and it's usually like one or two different locations where if you get this seat, you are that guy. And on two occasions, you and I would go in and we would sit in the seat and then someone would come behind us and yell at us and be like, yo, you need, you need to move. You need to get out that seat and go to the end of the row. And it's like, there's no one in here. Can I just sit here? I want to be that guy. Like, and I don't want to ruin the magic and be like, I want to be that guy, but I want to be that guy. And <laughs> we have gotten kicked out of the seat, not by cast members, by other people who are being just ornery. And they don't want to walk past us with the, the four feet of room in each row to go and, and sit somewhere else. So we have now been thrown out of that seat, not once, not twice, three times. And every single time, then the person who then it's not like they just um, were like, hey, could you move down? They took our seat and then they're that guy. And then they get the death stare from me for the rest of the show. And so, yeah, like I am that guy because I stare at them then for the rest of the show and be like, yeah, see, that's why I wanted. That's why I wanted to sit there because I know something you don't know. And that seat, that's that guy's seat. So I, you know what? I'm going to throw this one too. I'm sorry, man. Um, I'm going to throw it. Randomize the seat for that guy so that I don't feel this way. And I don't have this. I have trauma, man. I have scar. I have PTSD. I, it's, I have, okay. it's okay. It's okay. You, I, I'm hurting. Okay. I'm hurting on the inside. And you okay. know what? Like I used to, I, I, I used to put myself out there. I, I tried to grow. I tried to change. I tried to overcome my bias against the Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor. And the fact of the matter is they just have the same seat as that guy every single time. And unless I can get in that seat, I can't be that guy. And I get thrown out of that seat by other people. So, and then the other time that I tried to do it, then there were other people that were sitting in it and I didn't do the same move that they did to me and throw them out of the seat. And you know what? I let them have it. I let them have it. But, uh, yeah, I, or the I, family with teenagers who pushed past us correct. as we were trying to go in the door and ran to that seat, ran to the and seat. they would not move, so they could put their dad there. Yep. And Mark, they actually, they really did knock us out of the way. They really, they really did. They, they physically, really and it wasn't like a they brushed past us. They physically, like body checked you out of the way to get into that seat, and it was kind of rude. So you know what, man, I'm I'm gonna throw I'm gonna throw this point away. And I really don't care. <laughs> like I, I'm going to throw another one away. The it's fun. It really is fun, and it's really funny. The jokes are great, and it's sometimes the 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 humor out of it is seeing the people who make the show different every time because of the aesthetic. And whenever you give give kids a microphone, it's always great. Whenever they get the kids and they get the kids involved and and the jokes. To that end, it really is a wonderful ride. But I have trauma and I can't overcome it. I, I'm going to give I'm going to give you the point, Mark, because you did mention the kids really do make this because it's about the kids, uh, except for when it. I, 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 I always wanted you to be look, that, my, that I, guy. I can't do this ride because of my trauma anymore. Because we've did, we really have. Did been you just want the sticker? Is it you just want the? I sticker? just want the sticker. I really just want the sticker. I want to walk around with the sticker that says. Just I'm like that guy. Listen, guys, if you are out there and have an extra anyone, you can send it to me. You could send it <laughs> to just, Mark. It doesn't I, matter. I just if guy, you have a no, that guy sticker. No, you need please, to earn it. No, send it to me, and I will take Mark on. Monsters Inc. Laugh no. Floor, and I will bodyguard him so he gets to be that guy. And that way, if they don't have a sticker at the end of it, Greg, I will have a sticker to give to I, you. There's Mark. two things that I want now at Disney. I want to be that guy, and I want to be the freaking spy on Star Tours. I want to be the spy. Like I, I love Star Wars so much. Can't you just make me the spy once? Like I'm, I'm not, I'm not beyond going up to the cast member and being like, "Listen, look at me in my, look at me in my eyes." I've been so on this ride together. so many times. I just want to be a spy. I just need to be a spy. Hey, did John Williams compose that? No. no. Okay. All right, man. Here's your last one. I'm going to hit you where it hurts the most. So most of you know this. Greg was an audio engineer for some of the biggest bands in the world. 
He toured with the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame bands. So, Greg, I'm going to need you to convince me that the Garden Rocks lineup of this year is something that you love and will go to. You and I have turned this into a tremendous joke that you are not a fan of the Garden Rocks lineup. So convince me <laughs> that you are going to be all about Daughtry at all at this year's Garden Rocks musical lineup. Mark, don't stop believing. Yes. Hold on to those feelings. As only the former lead singer of Journey, Steve Aguari, will sing to you. Not even with the original members of Journey, not even with him being an original member of Journey, but he will take the Journey songs and sing them for you. Or maybe we could have Hey Now, you're a rock star. Get your game on. Go ahead. Get paid. Because all that glitters is gold. With Smash Mouth. Mark, do you know who's playing tonight hey, and Greg, tomorrow? I, I was just going to say, can you... Mark. Daughtry. Daughtry is tonight and tomorrow. Can you please... I, I'm begging you, you, please. Can you please go and get like video of Daughtry for your birthday? Only, Mark, if he will sing Separate Ways by Journey. In only the way that him and Lizzie Hale can sing it together. Because how amazing Dude. is a man who didn't even win the game show that he was on, that but is now playing Epcot. Yeah. What an amazing talent he is. What is that Daughtry song, Mark? Home. I'm going home. To Please go home, Daughtry. I would love for you oh, to go. No, I'm sorry. Boo. So, no, listen. Mind drawn. Tommy DiCarlo is playing. Smash Mouth. Rick Springfield. Um, Plain White Tees. Blue Oyster Colts. Rick... Springfield, the Pointer Sisters minus one sister. Flock so maybe it's just a Pointer Sister. Cool in the game. Starship. Don Felder, formerly of the Eagles. Oh, listen, not only do we have a bunch of Journey cover songs, but we have a Foreigner and Journey cover band playing called Foreigner's Journey. How original is this, Mark? Ambrosia with Peter Beckett. Who doesn't want to hear 70s love songs with Ambrosia? Right. I sing love songs all the time to Holly. I love it. Cool in the gang. It's not even cool in the gang. It's like cool. <laughs> ELO. Not, you know that you're not getting. Five of, listen, okay. No, 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 no. We are not done. The M80s, which oh, they're not just another cover band who play. I love cover bands, but man. You're not Rick getting the point. You're not getting the point. Plain <laughs> white tees, Mark. Hey, hey, they're Delilah. They're Delilah. What is it like in New York City? I don't know because I hate your music. This is music for. For, oh, for, 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 for like old people boo. who love pop music and the pop music era is over and they can't figure out how to listen to some new age music, not new age music, but new of this age music. Boo. Listen, Mark, you are still listening to the new Pink album. You I love am. the new I Pink album. Mm -hmm. Listen, I can go see Simple Plan. Who doesn't want to see it? Uh, listen, here's one that's actually good. Living Color, because I want to hear the Cult of Personality five times because they don't have another hit besides Cult of Personality. Name me one other song besides Cult of Personality. I honestly can't. can't. I can't. Simple Plan. Tony Orlando without Dawn. Where's Dawn? What happened to Dawn? Is this a mystery we need to solve? Do I need to get Scooby and the gang involved here? <gasps> but I will say this. The you amphitheater. Lost. Yeah, you lost the point is, already. <laughs> is, is so horribly done that you will either sit in front of a tree or a pole or grandma's going to stand the whole time in front of you, probably um, um, with a little, little wet butt after being around all day at the park. And you don't know how bad wet grandma butt smells until you've had her standing in front of you the whole time while you wait for Everclear to play. Right. And then as soon as she, our Alexis goes on stage, wet Do grandma stands up and PTSD? she's like, I love this band. Do you have PTSD? I feel like you have PTSD. This is your 
This is like your um, oh man, Monsters this is Inc. like yeah. th- this isn't even like adult contemporary music. This is like music for the general public while you're right. shopping at Publix. I get it. I get it. I like Daughtry. I like Vertical Horizon. I like Play My Tees. I like Smash Mouth. Ma- like I, I'm that dude. So <laughs> that's why I put you on the record. I really do like this stuff. Music so. is supposed to make you feel something, Mark. Hey, did it's you? supposed to bring out a little bit of rebel spirit. It's supposed to be the Ramones. It's supposed to be Tool. It's supposed to be Metallica. Maybe throw in a little journey uh, with the original lead singer, Steve Perry, and the original drummer. Uh, how about that? I'd rather see the original lineup of Journey playing there. Where's the Hooters? I want to hear the Hooters. I want to see Hootie and the Blowfish. Zombies. Could, could we get Hootie and the Blowfish? I would like that. Did you really just say Hootie and the Blowfish? You Love just them. countered what I just said with Hootie and the Blowfish. Yeah, yeah. Give me Darius Rucker and and the rest of the band. Yes, yes. All right, man. I we have one more, and then we gotta get to we gotta get to trivia. Mark, <laughs> I can't even defend Garden Rock series or anywhere close to it, but. I know that you can defend the one and only the most amazing way of transportation around the Walt Disney World Resort, Mark, and that is please defend the bus system. Ooh, woof. All right. Oof. So Disney, Disney transportation has the iconic monorail, the ease and the comfort of the Skyliner. It has the boats and the fleets and the ferry. And then we have the bus system, which is kind of like the backbone of the entire network of transportation at Disney. And I get it. In the summer, it's stinky. It's crowded. You know, you have to wait for forever sometimes to get on it because there's not enough buses running. But the thing is, is it moves so many people and it does it in as efficiently as it can it does take you right up to where, you know, you get right into the parks. Is it perfect? No. Is it ideal? No. But to move that many people, that volume with that kind of reliability, nothing's going to be perfect. And I say this, I truly coming from a person who lives in an area that relies heavily on mass transit with our rail lines that go into New York City and the buses and the taxis, mass transit is not easily done. And it's never sophisticated. It's never beautiful. Buses don't look and smell good as a person who's, you know, traveled on buses and gone up to Boston or gone down to Washington. There's nothing sexy about a Greyhound bus ever. So Disney is not going to reinvent the bus system that runs from their parks. And they do as great of a job as they can because, dude, the cast members that drive those buses a lot of times bring that extra sparkle of magic, whether it's singing or trivia or the, you know, just the music that's playing on the bus. If there's a place that does buses as good as a bus can be done, it's Disney, man. I mean, and the magical express was used to be such a great way to get to and from Disney. There was just a way that when you pulled up to that airport that like Disney pulled at the heartstrings, you're like, dude, I got to come back. Like Disney has perfected it to like the, the millisecond that we're pulling up and my Disney depression is hitting that like high point. Disney has like really captured that and they made it feel like I got to come back to this place. Disney even does bus rides emotionally, man. And again, there's, there's only so much that you can do with four wheels and, and a bus that again, there, there's nothing magical really about it it's just a very run-of-the-mill transportation method but disney does a really great job and it's as efficient as they can be um disney is doing a really nice job with communicating when the next bus is going to get there to give you as the guest your best guest is you know or guest says do i need to take an uber or lyft because this bus isn't going to get me to my dining reservation in time but you can't do disney and be at one of those resorts without relying on the bus. And yeah, can you Uber and Lyft everywhere or take the minivan? Sure you can, but it's going to cost you extra money. Included in the price of staying in the Disney bubble is this transportation method that runs you all over uh, to different resorts and to every single park and to Disney Springs. And to that end, man, it is the backbone of Disney. Is it the best method of transportation? No, but you know what? It's still a great one. And I really believe that. 
I the point goes to Mark Valentine. I am giving it to you. Before you go any further, everything you said is perfect. So the point goes to you. You just defended the bus transportation system at Walt Disney World. Ding, ding, ding. But Mark, before we move on to the Disney College of Knowledge. Last week, we started on here the segment randomizer wheel, and I have spun it again this week. So before we move on, Mark, we are playing Where in Disney is Greg? <laughs> Mark, your I don't job know. Is yes, I don't know what these segments are. This is amazing. All right. Where in Disney I am? Could I be in Disneyland Paris riding Phantom Manor? Oh. Or maybe I could be in Disneyland eating at Award Wieners. Here are the rules. Okay. I will give you a hint. In that hint is everything you need to know. If you can't figure it out, you may ask me 10 yes or no questions. Okay. Because if we went to 20, it would waste way too much time and okay. people get bored. Yeah, we want to go so, quick. If you can't get it, the points go to me. If I get it, or if you get it, the points go to you. And Mark, this week we are pay- playing for five Doge coins and a Mickey bar. <laughs> are you ready for where in the world in Disney is Greg? This is amazing. All right, what's my hint? Mark, your hint. You must find me. I am overlooking a castle on a private seat. A private seat. Okay. Uh, are you in an American park? Yes. Uh, are you in my favorite park? No. Okay. So we're in Disney World. <laughs> you had to throw that in, didn't you? Okay. Um... <laughs> I did. I did, didn't I? You did. All right. So, uh, I am. I, is the place that I'm sitting in also a restaurant? Was it utilized no. as a restaurant? I mean, uh, technically, no. Okay. But uh, uh, qu- quick service. Would you consider that? Am I in the Tomorrowland Terrace? You are, and you got it in four, my friend. <laughs> yes. You win five Doge coins and a Mickey bar. Mark, dislike Mark, you win this week's segment randomizer. That was fun. Yeah, you went right for the restaurant. I was like, boom. Ah, yeah, yeah, I went right yeah. for it. Yeah. How do you right how do you it. answer that one? Because technically it wasn't a restaurant. A quick service quick service yeah, yeah 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 i don't know right so that is a go. fun segment dude what a what a great addition what a great addition yeah. to the show who knows what it's going to be next week that's a big wheel we have all right man uh, we have to wrap up the show but before we do that we are going to wrap up today with the segment that we call disney's college of knowledge this is where we challenge our listeners to see what they know Ooh, yeah. about the walt disney company and its theme parks Again, the way that you play, you message your answers to this week's trivia question to at Dislife Podcast on Instagram. We choose a winner from amongst the correct answers, and then we send along a prize package from all of us here at Chipping Company Podcast Network. No. Uh, last week, we asked, what was the name of Bambi's skunk companion during our Disney Smells episode? The correct answer was flower, and that came to us courtesy of Kristen Mark on Instagram. Kristen, congratulations. Uh, follow Kristen at, at Kristen Mark, M-A-R-K. And congratulations, Kristen. You won a prize package from our team here at Ship and Company. Greg, what are we asking the people this week in Disney's College of Knowledge? Earlier today, Greg talked about... Oh, wait. Let's start that over. Yeah. Earlier today, I talked about Space Mountain and had to talk glowingly about the ride. It is so wildly popular that the ride has been installed in some form or fashion in every single Disney park around the world except one. What Disney park does not have a version of Space Mountain? Send your answers to Instagram at Podcast. And good luck on your trivia questions this week. That's a good one. Yeah, Space Mountain, wildly popular, but it's not in one park. Let us know which one that is. Again, message us at Dislife Podcast. not very popular with my lower nether region. So if you were keeping score, I think I was more positive than Greg today. Um, Greg, that's, 
that's 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 life. You're you're a very pop, you're a positive person. I always am like I'm going to be the happiest guy in the world, and then you hear me start talking, and I'm like I love this, but just don't get him started on Garden Rocks. But dude, that's going to do it for another episode of Dislike Podcast. As always, thank you for living. Hey there, Delilah. What's it like in hey. New York City? Hootie, you went with Hootie and the Blowfish. Hey, buddy. I named a bunch of great <laughs> rock bands. Hey, can I can I sign you off? You went with Hootie. <laughs> can I can I sign off now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm good. I'm good. Uh, as always, we want to thank you for living your best Disney lives with Greg and me. Don't forget, join us this week for more incredible Disney news and content here on the Chipman Company Podcast Network. And as always. We hope the rest of the week is filled with faith, trust, and pixie dust. See you real soon. Happy birthday, Greg. Diz Life Podcast is brought to you by the Happiness is Addictive Collection. Happiness is Addictive is passionate about spreading laughter and creating smiles worldwide. They love bringing their global community together through optimism, cheer, hopefulness, merriment, and celebrating life's magical moments. They know how important it is to celebrate life's adventures, and their apparel will give you everlasting, one-of-a-kind memories through pixie-dusted family photos, compliments from park guests, and magical moments with cast members. They pride themselves on high-quality, custom-made apparel at competitive prices with world-class service. Let them help you create a lifetime of memories, whether you're Disney-bounding, kicking it poolside, participating in run Disney marathons, having costumed adventures, or just living your best Disney life. You can find their Happiness is Addictive shop on Etsy. You can also find them on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, and Pinterest. They are proud to be featured in Indie Central Florida, the Thoughtful Gift Club, and now here on Diz Life Podcast. Their collection was founded by a 15-year former cast member who knows how to enhance your magical moments for a lifetime of memories with your family. Don't forget to use promo code DISLIFE15 to take an extra 15% off. What are you waiting for? Head over to Etsy and start getting happy today. Follow the link in our show notes and you'll find out for yourself that happiness is addictive.